So back to Metal Gear. <laughs> you did or didn't? You played through the first this is, one. This is the beginning of the show. I don't... This is the beginning of the show. This is how. This is how we start. Why not? It Metal Gear is a good topic. Metal Gear is an important the do- American touchstone. You haven't even introduced me. They don't know who. They don't know what's going on. They're like, who? Who's? Where's no, Justin? That's what nobody. everyone's thinking. It's where fine. is Justin? You know. All right, fine. I'm Josh, and you're... Rick. Good, good. See? Yes. Now I they did, know who I, we are. This so, is true. an amazing thing happened last weekend. Justin and his wife welcomed their new baby girl into the world, which is awesome. I think I mentioned that I had a little, like, intro piece on the last episode I put in there. I don't know if that was worth it or good, but whatever. We're very excited. So, we're going to have Rick fill in... At least for this episode, possibly more. We're not sure, but for now, pretend that Rick is Justin, then stop pretending that he's Justin and just assume he's Rick. And there you go. Right, Rick? Exactly. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was mainly overwhelming demand, like unprecedented demand. People were rioting in the streets and that I was like, you know what? Give the fans what they want. Give the fans what they want. And, yeah. That's true. I got so much email to bring you back that I just, I couldn't even answer all of it. I I couldn't even read all of it. I I, I just had to have you back. I actually heard that in Hong Kong, that's what they're actually protesting about. They were so mad (laughs) that I wasn't on the last episode. They were like, that's it. Get to the streets. Let's, let's. You have to be careful with that. We're going to get banned. <laughs> from the network. <laughs> oh. No. Okay, let's 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 move on. Let's topic number one. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> That's not how this show works, Rick. <laughs> oh gosh. So do you want to keep talking about Metal Gear? Should we move on? <laughs> let's do Metal Gear. Let's talk about Metal Gear for a minute since we're just because it's important. It's important, about. you know? It's such an important It is. Uh game in gaming history <laughs> oh gosh a game in gaming history so has do you know has justin ever played these i think justin has i don't know for sure i don't know i think he played the second one interesting so for me when i i remember playing the so in england it came on official playstation magazine and a demo disc and I bought that and started playing it, and I was just amazed by it. What was it and called I... in the UK? Was it called like Cobalt Equipment or something? <laughs> no, it was because I know they always change the name. It you was know, not. Like it was Teenage not. Mutant Hero Turtles. <laughs> That's true. No, it yeah. was actually the same name. <laughs> um, I got it for my birthday, so that was March. So I actually, I actually saw when it came out. It came out not long before then. I want to say. Um, and yeah, it's an incredible, incredible game. I still don't, I don't really think, not to like say the other games are as good. I think the first one is definitely my favorite, and I think the most amazing Metal Gear. I think I liked two, I liked three quite a bit, and then I kind of fell off. Yeah, but 
I do think the first one is the best out of them. The first one, um, as we were saying a minute ago, uh, I played hundreds of hours, if not thousands of hours. Literally, I replayed that game over and over. Tried to get everything I could, find every secret I could, tried different ways of playing. I mean, I, I was so in love with that game, I played it so much. And the second one was no different for me. I played that game a bunch. Did you finish the second one? Yes, yeah, I did. Okay, so that's good. Yeah, but it, you didn't finish the third, you said. Yeah, I got to... I don't know how far I was. I think I was pretty far. You had to put on a mask and pretend to be... Um, you dressed up as the guy from the second game. Was it Raiden? I can't even remember. Um, Raiden was the second game, but I don't. It, I think it was a, like a knockoff character. Like It was like meant to be a joke. It yeah. Serves. Yeah, exactly. And you had to wear his mask. I got up to yeah. around that area. That's the last memory I have of it. And I just never got through to the end of it. It's actually on Game Pass at the moment. There's Metal Gear Solid 2 and 3. Really? I didn't so know that. I actually am pretty tempted yeah, I'm t- I don't know if it's on the PC or just the Man. Xbox console kind of thing, because there's different games on those. But um, yeah, I'm t- I am tempted at some point, but there's so many games that realistically will <laughs> I go back. But um, the thing that made Metal Gear amazing was all of the little things. I remember being in like after class and be- at school and talking to people like, oh, how do you, you know... I can't get past this bit and I keep mashing the controller when you had to, you got tortured and you, oh, you can press this. I didn't even, I remember getting stuck in the room. Oh, yeah. You had to get the ketchup bottle and then hit it to make it a pool of blood, but it was really ketchup. Then get the guy. There was so many little things in that game. The Psycho Mantis fight, all these things. And it just amazed me, all these little secrets that were in it. And, before the incident, that was before the incident it was like a you know what it is now. All these things, it was you. You would talk to your friends about them, and they'd be like, "Wait, you can do what?" And then you would go home and try, it and you'd be like, "Oh, wow!" Like it was, it was that kind of game that just there was so many of those little things. Yeah, did you make it through Ocelot's torture? Yep. You know, and get the real ending, and oh my gosh, yeah, so many good things about that game. It really are. I mean, and I, I, I felt the same way about the second one. I played the second one so much, and even though there was a huge backlash with Raiden, because mm-hmm. that was a huge thing too. You played maybe forty percent of the game, thirty percent of the game as Snake, and then the other rest of it was Raiden. And mm-hmm. I kn- I remember people at school being like, "What is this? This is garbage." We should be able to play Snake the whole time. Yeah. I didn't care, though. I, it was Metal Gear to me, so I loved it. So I, Yeah, I really liked it. I think, I think what spoiled it for me is I really always thought, okay, they're going to be on this, this like I think it was like an oil rig kind of thing. Yeah, it was. They're, they're going to be on this for a little bit, and then something the, the game's going to open up and something different's going to happen. But you were just on there for so long, and I think if I didn't have that idea in my head, I think I kind of ruined the game for myself in a weird way. <laughs> I, I was expecting something that the game didn't end up becoming, um, which is kind of strange. I did enjoy it. I just found it a little boring and samey but it was like it was an amazing game i remember playing i I remember the demo disc came with maybe was it zone of the enders yes i got 
yeah and i remember playing it a lot like just that demo because it looked amazing because it was the very beginning bit on the ship and it was raining and i just remember thinking wow he jumps off the bridge throwing the cloak and or the poncho in the air yep oh such good memories yep (laughs) (laughs) but i um i never i've played four but i only played it through one time and then five I literally played the first like thirty something minutes, <laughs> and I've told I've been told that's nothing like what the actual game is. But I've also been told you can play over a hundred hours of that game. So I, I, it's another one of those huge games that I just never I've never got around to playing that I genuinely will play at some point. It's just I don't know when I'm going to get around to it. Well, that's what happened to me. Like three, three to me, I was kind of disappointed. It's not that it was bad. It's just that I was so eager for the rest of the story to be told that then you go back and play as Big Boss. And I was like, okay, but I don't really care how the ice cream is made. I just want to play a snake and get to the next part of the story. It was good, but then the camouflage thing, and it was less about sneaking through facilities and more about crawling through a f- jungle and... I. Uh, it just wasn't my style, but I still played it all and beat it, and I did enjoy certain parts of it, especially, you know, the little story beats with um, Ocelot and uh, uh, was her name her her name wasn't Big Boss, it was just Boss. I can't remember the main. I think it was Big Boss. Enemy chick that eventually you take her code name yeah. because you defeat <laughs> her because you have to. That whole part of the story was pretty great. And it also did end up telling you more about the Patriots, which I was super excited to find out more about. Yeah. Anyway, so that was okay. But, like, I was a little bit disappointed by that game. And then 4, I, I did with 4 what you did with 5. Like, I played, I think, 30 or 40 minutes of 4. Um. And I just, I don't know what it is about that game. There's something, I haven't been able to get into that. If it, I don't know if it's just me and I'm getting older or, or what with that game. I just, I don't know. Something about that game just didn't grab me the same way the other games did. Which was disappointing because I was yeah. eager again to see the story. And, you know, Meryl's in that one. She's one of my favorite characters too. Mm-hmm. And um, then 5, I think I own 5, but I've never even played it. Like, I can't, I'm one of those people that I can't play the games out of order. So if I don't play four, I'm never going to play five. Yeah, I get like that a little bit, <laughs> which is why for The Witcher <laughs> 3, I was like, I'm going to play the second one. And then I end up not playing any of them. Oh, yeah, that's basically. what I did. I have uh, Witcher uh, 1 uh, and 2, and I played one a bunch. and But I was like, I'm never going to play two until I finish one or play at least a good portion through one. And I can't stand that game. <laughs> that's like an OCD kind of thing. Though, it is. Have to. Oh, I think that's it's it's tough because you want to but you don't want to miss out on the on the story so you don't want to miss one so I end up not playing any of them but yeah. there's just so many games that's the problem um for for the for the fourth one it is very different it's it just feels very different you can you can go through and just shoot everyone and it doesn't make any difference it doesn't it's not like you have to be sneaky very often and i liked the biggest thing they fix from the third one to the fourth is in the third one you kept having to go into your menu and adjust your 
uh, camouflage to whatever your surrounding uh, was. Yeah. And this camouflage that you've got just changes to whatever you're around, which is really cool. And the, yeah, it's the stealth camo. Yeah, it was it was pretty awesome. And then the second one, the third one rather, that that was pretty frustrating to have to keep going into the menu all the time in each area. And um, but yeah, the fourth I'd never felt as excited about. It was good, but I was never like amazed by it. And then I think that kind of killed my. You know when you have like an enthusiasm for a genre or like a, you know like a game series. I oh, just yeah. never really got back into it after that. I will try five at some point. It's it's definitely on my list, but there's that list is ridiculous already. But <laughs> I w- I will definitely go back and give it a go at least. At least I'll play at least five or six hours to see if I like it. See if it hooks me. Yeah. Well, and when Metal Gear and Metal Gear Two um, were at their peak. It started that whole stealth genre down that path, and there were so many games then mm-hmm. that were just stealth your way through this and stealth your way through that. And yeah, I did get tired of it after a while. So, and even even with that said, Metal Gear, <sighs> Metal Gear was never meant to be like the hardcore stealth game. It was about stealth in the first two, but it and the third one in a different way. But it was never. It was never like the splinter cell of stealth, you know, it was like, it was arcadey in some ways, whereas yeah, it was some of the, joking. yeah, some of the other stealth games were more hardcore. So then yeah. Metal Gear felt kind of trite. I don't know. It, I just fell off the wagon at some point and I, I really like Hideo Kojima's games. It's just for some reason, four didn't grab me and someday I tell myself it's a lie. I'm sure, but that I'll go back and play it. <laughs> yeah. It's like, so I remember you could get like magazines of like women and you could put them on the floor and then the guy, the, the guard would become distracted because he's the dumbest guard <laughs> in the world huh? <laughs> who doesn't realize that. Right. What kind of magazine is so this? It, <laughs> and it was just so, so ridiculous, but it was, it was great. It, that was what Kojima does. I have to, to kind of, uh, pivot a little bit. Are you excited about Death Stranding? Are you at all curious about it? How do, are you excited for that game? I would, uh, I would consider myself curious because I've been following it since, um, he, uh, broke off into his own studio and they were leaking little bits here and there of the game and talking a little bit about it. But even with everything out now about it and, and the game's coming out soon, isn't it? I can't remember when the release date is. Yeah. It's November sometime. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, we still don't really know a ton about it and I like that in some ways, but it's not grabbed me where I'm like, I have to have this. So I know some people feel that way for sure. Um, but for me, it's weird and I'm not sure how to feel about it. So I would, I would pencil myself down as curious. <laughs> I, f- I actually find it stranger when people say, Oh yeah, I'm excited for that game because I'm yes, like, same. what are you excited for? The, the, the trailers make no sense. You don't really understand what the game even is or what you're yeah. doing. You don't understand like, any part of it and people are like I, I don't know how you can be excited for something that you're like what the heck is this so it's it i i i don't follow what other people are excited for it yeah. does look interesting it's not just like a boring oh let's make another bland first person shooter or a third person action game it's, it looks it's definitely going to be a unique experience which is a cool thing to see i just don't know if it's 
no, no point in the trailer have I thought, oh, that looks fun. <laughs> I just... See, and yeah, right. And then, like, the hard part about it is we have so many games coming out this season and the beginning of 2020 that just look awesome and so, mm-hmm. like, I have to have <laughs> style right. games. And that's... So Death Stranding is like, yeah, I mean, it looks interesting, but it's it's in the middle, maybe the bottom of the list for me. Yeah, I, I'm def- that's definitely one of those games I'm going to wait until the reviews come out, kind of maybe even wait a couple of months or so. And if people start saying, okay, you really do need to play this, then I'm pro- I'll probably will pick it up. But it's definitely not a day one buy because um, it just seems weird. And I don't know, it might genuinely be too weird for me to... <laughs> like actually enjoy it seems it's it's like a i've never said that about a game before but it it looks too weird just too weird yeah it's like the footy cootie of uh video games yeah um no like the uh i like the concepts of it some of it like having the act what's his name that actor from the walking dead who i really like um Anyway, we'll look it up at some point, I'm sure. But uh, the actor, I like that he is also in the game as as the game likeness of himself mm-hmm. as an actor. And then they also did the thing that Naughty, Naughty Dog always does with the capture, motion capture and stuff while he's acting. So it looks great in that respect. It's just he's carrying a baby and then I, I don't know. I don't know what to think about that game. So... Like you said, that's the game that I will be watching gameplay on YouTube before I buy it if I do, or watching somebody play it on Twitch a bunch before I buy it if I do. Yep. So, yeah. It is Norman Reedus. Or Reedus. <laughs> that's the guy. <laughs> yes, that's, the guy that's right. Of. That is him. Yes. Yep, I knew that. That is him. <laughs> Definitely don't think of his character name from The Walking Dead every time. Yeah, so um, very excited for that. Um, yes to see what happens with all that. And we do have... uh, I wanted to change subjects a little bit. I don't want to talk about this too much. Yeah, let's actually talk about stuff. (laughs) Right. So I don't want to to talk about this too much because we are going to do some kind of episode at some point about The Last of Us. But we have all started it. Yes. I am not... I'm not even going to... I'm not that far Well, yeah, you can't say say anything. I'm going to say, like, I'm about two and a half-ish hours in. Okay. Um, all I'm going to say so far is it's, it is amazing. I've, like, I've replayed games in the past, and I've thought, oh, you know, this is good. I've, uh, you know, it's still good. I'm enjoying it. This game is amazing me how good it is still is and how well it holds up how good the characters are how good the combat feels uh, that you just constantly feel just under pressure to 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 not waste ammo and to be sneaky and to do whatever you have to to get through that situation it's really really impressing me and i haven't played it since it came out or shortly after it came out um very impressed. Yeah, I am. We talked about this a bunch uh, mm-hmm. this week, but I am in the same boat. I, I'm i pining to play it again, which is hilarious. I've played through it twice. I've played through half of the remastered, which I'm playing the remastered edition right now. And 
I am f trying to find time to play it a bunch because I just, you're right. I played it again and I'm like, I forgot how <laughs> amazing this game is. Even, even as much as I always tell people how good it is, mm -hmm. I, I just am in awe of it again. The, just the acting, the, the narrative, the combat, like you said. And I also have been doing the, uh, the patented Rick Jones style of play where you just kind of let it all go. I think the first time I played through, I really took to it being like a stealth, stealthy style game and just hoarding all of my stuff as much as possible so that I was always prepared. This time I'm just like, oh, well, it's gone south. I'm beating this guy with a board and I'm shooting that guy in the stomach and then I'm knocking this person down with my fist. I don't know. It's I'm really enjoying it because I'm kind of letting it go and just using what I have in every situation. Mm -hmm. And it's everything about that game is just amazing. They did such a great job with it. They really did. Like, it, yeah, it's unbelievably good. I, I do find a weird thing where if I replay a game and I've played that game quite a lot, I will get into like a combat, like maybe like one of those, like a combat scenario, because all of those are kind of um, scripted kind of events. And I'll get into that scenario and I'll be like, oh, I remember there's a guy that's going to be in this corner and I can take him out. And you remember it. It's like, it's weird. It's been <laughs> what, five years or something since I played this. And I, I remember, okay, I can take him out, then the other guy. And then I'm getting through, I'm getting through, now I'm getting like the feel of it back. I'm getting through combat scenarios on hard, pretty easily like first time i'm not having to replay them and i'm pretty surprised by yeah. that the first one where you first meet your clicker i i struggled a little bit with but now i'm kind of getting that feel back but um yeah we, i don't want to talk to say really much more about it other than we are playing no it. I'm yes super impressed i'm stupidly excited for justin to actually really get into it he <laughs> keeps playing a yeah. little bit obviously he's got a new baby so he does have I hate to say it, but more important things than video <laughs> games. <laughs> but nah, <laughs> I I think he'll each. I'm hoping he'll have some time over the next uh, couple of weeks or so to kind of get through yep. quite a lot of it. Well, so um, yeah, we don't want to say where we're at for sure, which I'm glad we didn't. So yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, because yeah, I don't want to spoil I'm anything gonna, for him gonna, at I all. Don't wanna, I don't want to. I don't want to give. He him needs hints. to see it all firsthand. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, I agree. I agree. I'm excited. I'm excited for um, What else have you been playing this week, Rick? <clears throat> I Anything? have. Yeah, I have been playing a game, which I have okay, mentioned. Okay, that's good. It's a good you, start. But I haven't really explained how it works. So there's a game on the Switch. I've started playing my Switch more during lunch breaks. I'm playing a game called Golf Story. I picked it up for about 10 bucks on sale. I think it's still on sale now. And I'd heard it was good. But I'm like addicted to it. It's it's basically it's a golf game that's in like 2D and it's not like it's like old school kind of graphics. Imagine like, you know, like a, one of the old Zelda games. It's that kind of look. And it's basically an RPG, but you're playing golf. So you start as this little kid and it's he's learning to play golf with his dad and then it kind of fast forwards to the future and or the present rather and you're 
you like oh, I want to I want to go back and play golf. I want to get good at this. And you go you start doing challenges. You walk around the golf course. People have got little things for you to do. You do these little mini games, and you just get better and better at the game. Then you go to different courses and kind of challenge them. It's it's a really fun kind of cute little game. I'm really enjoying it. I, I definitely would recommend it. I've played probably five or six hours, maybe more than that already. But I'm I'm really enjoying it. I definitely highly recommend that. The other game, apart from The Last of Us, is Untitled Goose Game. I've played that a little bit. Oh yeah. It's it, for those people that haven't seen it, you basically play as a goose and <laughs> <laughs> you have um basically it sounds ridiculous. You have a list of objectives such as get the gardener to hammer his thumb or something and you have to figure out how to do that and basically you're annoying these village folk it looks like it's set in like a it looks to me like a like a little english village i'm guessing that's what they've gone for and you're trying to kind of annoy the people (laughs) that that are in that village it's really kind of a stupid game but it's blown up it's doing really (laughs) really well it's selling a lot of copies it's on um what are those people called? Epic. That's it. And it's on the Switch at the moment. So I got it on the Switch. I keep playing a little bit of it. I can't play it for very long. I get a little bit bored of it. But it's definitely definitely a fun little game. Uh, it's made by Panic. So, of course, it's high quality and well done. Um, or at least I think <laughs> Panic was one of the several companies that collaborated on it. I'm not sure. But they were involved. So Panic has always made high quality software, high quality games. Um, and their piece of hardware, which I can't remember, the Playdates, that's the name of it, is coming soon. I'm excited about that. But yeah, the, the Untitled Goose game kind of took the world by storm this last week and um, was quite humorous to see it race to the top of the, uh, the Switch charts and overtake the mm-hmm. Link to the Past remake. I'm sorry, Link's Awakening remake? Oh my goodness. I always get those two mixed up in my head. Mm. But yeah, the... Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, and Link's Awakening has been selling like hotcakes, apparently, and so it's it's quite an achievement to have this little game about a naughty goose uh, rise to the top. <laughs> and yeah, the funny part is it's you're just supposed to be a little right. trickster and steal stuff or like knock people down or cause trouble. It's just, I think it's, people just like it because it's something different, right? It's like... You see so many of the same type of games, another shooter, and yeah. that like so many games look so similar. And this is like, huh, what's this? And you start <laughs> playing it, or you start to watch people play it as I first did. And you're like, this actually is really fun. And I think it's great to see some innovation and just a completely random t- game. And it's actually done really well. I can't think of anything they could really improve. It's just kind of a silly, silly game, but it's. It's like fifteen bucks, I think, at the moment. But it's I, I, I yeah, I, I really enjoy it. It's for 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 what it is. It's it's awesome. Is there is there anything you're playing at the moment, Josh, other than The Last of Us? Uh, I've been playing The Last of Us when I can and have a chance. Um, but I've also found that I've been playing the 2016 Doom a bunch, which huh. I really enjoy that game. It's a lot of fun. I think I mentioned that on the last episode too. Um, it actually. <laughs> Okay, I, I'm a nerd, I know, and a geek. I'm all of the above. Uh, and, of course, I am also susceptible to the 
I play one thing, I'm super into it, so it kind of pushes me into more of the same, or, you know, maybe you're reading up on it. I don't know. It I do that for sure. And so, of course, I bought the iOS uh, version of the original Doom, and I've been playing that here and there as well. Now that you get to use a controller with iOS 13 on your uh, phone or iPad, playing the original Doom is actually a blast on your phone or iPad with a controller. It's so good. So I kind of have been playing both, which is ridiculous because, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'm playing The Last of Us like crazy as much as I can. But then when I don't have that option or maybe something's happening, maybe I'm waiting for something to happen and I'm near my computer, I'll just throw on Doom, the newest one, and I'll play. And I've been having a blast with it. But so much so that it's driven me to play the original Doom again, which honestly was my first shooter from a kid like that was the first shooter i ever played that and wolfenstein were the two first ones so mm-hmm. anyway that's what i've been playing a lot of which is ridiculous but that's it's true <laughs> i woke up i woke up i do love the original doom and now I, I didn't actually know it was on ios so i might have to check that out i am going well to... and it's one for one it is the real game and it is fantastic it's fast it you know it's of course takes up no space and it the performance is fantastic so you just you can run around real fast and it works great with dual stick controls Mm -hmm. to shoot and move and it's fast paced and it's just a lot of fun that's cool yeah and for the newer doom i was basically had a weird issue where i started playing it and my ps4 was the launch ps4 and it got insanely loud so I ended up getting rid of that PS4, never got back into it, and then rebought it, and then just I just completely lost track. You and Justin, man, goodness gracious! Yeah, so at some point I will play Doom. I what I loved about it was it felt just like the old Doom. It was insanely fast. You had to, you really it was how quick you could move around and kill everything as quickly as possible. Because if you took your yes. time, you had no chance. So it, it captured what the essence of what that first game was and i thought i thought that was so good how they did for that. sure and i don't think i mean all the other dooms that have been since i mean that doom 3 that was that just didn't feel like it at all it was more of like a horror game it just didn't feel at all the same um yeah i didn't play that one i skipped that one somehow it's all right i don't know how but yeah, yeah. it's nothing incredible whereas i think the newer doom is is really good they have delayed the um doom Doom eternal Eternal, i saw this week yeah which is a shame but um that gives me more time to play to play the you know 2016 doom so i will i will go back and try and beat it by i think it comes up march 20th so they were saying something about that yeah yeah so I, i i will try and beat it by then we'll see the new one, the 2016 Doom, um, you're right. that It's by itself, just the way that it plays, it does feel like a modern Doom. Like the original game, but new. I don't know how to... It's a terrible way to say it. But uh, you get all the... I get you. Yeah, you get all the cool weapons. All the same enemies are there, but obviously in the new graphics with new model. It's, it's really fast-paced. And by itself, just that alone would be well worth whatever you pay for it. 
but then they take it over the top with those like finishing moves or whatever they you call it where you get the enemy into a certain spot and then they blink and you can they like blink so you know you can do a finishing move on them and you hit the melee button and now you run up and maybe you tear the tongue out of the thing or like you rip off the arm and beat it with it or um in, in the case of those like flying single-eyed monsters which of course i'm not remembering the name of you like tear out their eyeball and feed it to them and then like they explode or like the big guys with the dual um guns on either side the giant i don't know pig looking dudes like Mm -hmm. you run up and you tear off the hose that keeps their i don't know what energy or something and then they explode too i it's just it it's funny because I, and this is maybe where Doom 3 missed the boat a little bit. Doom 3 had the tone of that horror game from the videos I've seen and the gameplay I've watched on like Twitch. You're right, it's, it's like a horror game more, which is the right tone. But Doom mm-hmm. isn't about being scared. Doom is about feeling like a bad something or, you know, <laughs> a super awesome guy. <laughs> and (laughs) well avoided you nailed it (laughs) oh yeah it was great and i stuck that landing so and the (laughs) as a super awesome guy you need to feel like you have power you know even though you're surrounded by hell and it's denizens you are supposed to feel like you have plenty of agency and you can handle the situation because you're just that awesome so I think three missed that. I think three went more for the like, well, it's a 3d game. So we can really immerse you into that feeling and just give you that horror feeling. This game is like, yes, it's horrible to see all these monsters, horrible to see all this blood and bodies and gross, but then you just feel awesome because the dude you're playing is just so powerful you just feel powerful like you can smash anything and destroy anything even though you're surrounded by hopelessness you're just like i don't care i'm gonna kill everything so it's great right and it's one of those games where you you want to feel you want that you want to feel empowered like you can handle like anything and you want to get into in what i i only played the first few hours but you got in a rhythm with it where you just yes you couldn't you didn't have time to think you have to just move unbelievably fast okay what weapon am i using this boom you and there's so many enemies coming at you that you have to just be backing off constantly firing like just you get in such a rhythm with it that it's almost like it's like a it almost feels like a rhythm game you're getting so you get so in the zone with that game and it's it's so it's so so awesome that they captured what the original game Doom felt like. This a million things coming towards you, and you're just constantly firing, picking up another gun, reloading as quick as you can, and it's just yeah, frantic action all the time. And it's it's so good. I, I really should go back and play. I did really really enjoy what I played. It's just you know changing consoles and things breaking and stuff but um i will i I, i'll commit to playing that by the time the new one comes. it is which is actually perfect for me yeah it is really resource heavy you're right about that and um while my i play it on the Mm -hmm. pc so my computer can handle it but i know i have the regular playstation i don't have a playstation pro so um it would chug on there i'm sure but yeah no it's it almost feels like a dance and that's you get in the zone i think that's the great way to put it because i get into this feeling and i'm just moving and switching weapons and using the entire map because every time you get into a fight it's you get basically cordoned off in a section of the map so you're just moving around that section um taking advantage of 
height and caves and trying to move between things and go between enemies and switch weapons as fast as possible and yeah it becomes like this like rhythm mm-hmm. dance i don't know it's it's great yeah, it is it is awesome so is awesome. i'm really having a blast with it again <laughs> so yeah so this week we in the news there was oh, ps5 boy. news and yes. i wanted to see i have no idea i've never spoken to you really about next gen stuff and kind of what's going on there and kind of whether you're excited about these kind of little bits of news from what i've seen i find sony's strategy here a little bit strange i think it's i'm surprised so with ps4 they nailed everything really they didn't say much about it and then i think it was a march event they had this big blowout event showed you everything apart from what the console looked like and went through all of how they were going to basically change all the things they messed up with the PS3, which they obviously did make a bit of a mess of. And this, what they're doing with the PS5, they keep doing these little things, and I think they spoke to Wired both times. They're giving like these little tidbits of information saying, hey, it's going to have an SSD. It's going to run really fast. Hey, we're going to use USB-C for the controller. Hey, we're going to use haptic feedback for the triggers. All these little bits. And I find that surprising that they're doing this and not just having a big blow event and showing everything. But I think maybe they're trying to get ahead of Microsoft and, and, and try and steal some of the news headlines, I'm guessing. Um what do you kind of make of the way like these little bits of information are coming out? I don't I feel differently but the same which is yeah. No, they I think that they are not trying to get ahead. I think they're trying to catch up. I think that Microsoft Oh, what was their event that just happened? You You'd think that I cared or something. Inside Xbox, um, and then next month they have a <laughs> XO19, which is a... No, not the next one. Number. The one that happened like a month ago. That was the Inside Xbox, wasn't it? That's the Inside Xbox, yeah. Yeah. And, and that's where they talked about xCloud, and they talked about... Um, what's the name of the new console? My goodness, you'd think that I cared about video games. Yeah, the Scarlet <laughs> um, hardware. They really kind of... Uh, they really kind of showcased it among a bunch of awesome games. And then they talked about X cloud. So you got this whole sense of their next gen strategy and they're, they're really putting it all out there because on the other side of the coin from PlayStation, they had made a misstep um, with the Xbox one, which is a fantastic console by itself, but they marketed it wrong. In my opinion, from the beginning, because they really said, this is more than just a game console. It's everything. It can be, mm-hmm. you know, you can watch sports. It's for the center of your entertainment in your living room. And the gamers were like, okay, but we play games. So does it do that well? And they're like, well, yeah, I mean, it, it can. And I don't think they did a great job with that. So, <laughs> so, and it's proven to be a great console, but they ended up being yeah. behind the PlayStation 4 because they, the PlayStation 4 had done everything right, basically. And so with that said, they come out in this last event and they say, here's what we're doing. Look, it's mm-hmm. all about games. Here's all the games. Here is Scarlet. This is what it's going to be like. This is what we're planning for. it. Here's xCloud. This is what we're planning for. And they just... They just laid it all out there, which was a great move on their part. What I think is now that has forced Sony's hand because I don't think Sony was ready to release 
mm-hmm. even a bit of information about the PlayStation Five. They had they had barely let it leak that they were even working on it at one point. So now now they're like, oh boy, okay. So that all looks great. The X Cloud stuff is really where I think the excitement's going to be. So they need to start putting themselves out there and say, okay, yes, we do have a next-gen console. Here's what it's going to have, and here are the things we're planning. And hopefully they're not over-promising with all that mm-hmm. stuff, but I think that they're trying to play catch-up. I don't think that they're trying to get ahead of it. I think they're already behind. That's what I think. That's true. That makes sense. I think you're seeing, I mean, so when the PS3 came out, they made all the lead up to it. There were so many mistakes Sony made. It was yes. ridiculous yeah, how, it was... how many. It was, the price was wrong. It shouldn't have had a Blu-ray drive in it. It was too expensive. The controller didn't even have rumble. There was all these issues with it. And it, then they kind of reinvented themselves halfway through that generation and actually ended up selling slightly more than the 360. But I think the 360 was like the main console for that generation. If I think about the generation, I think about the 360, even though I actually went with PS3. But, <laughs> well, we did the opposite. Um, <laughs> I want to note that is that like I, I'm not really a Microsoft fan. They have done okay things with various products. I've never liked Windows. You know, mm-hmm. I'm a Mac guy. Okay, I get it. Sure, I can see your face. I definitely no, but this. um, <laughs> but I I bought the 360. It was that good that I bought the 360, and so I think that's a, a testament to all the things mm-hmm. they did right with the 360 that later they did wrong with the Xbox One. So I just want to yeah. point out that you bought a PlayStation 3, and I bought a 360. <laughs> later on, I bought a PlayStation 3 at the end of the generation because of The Last of Us, honestly. Yeah. But um, yeah. And they had the games on 360. Everything ran better because of the way that the, the I mean, it kind of gets technical, but they had memory allocation and the way that the PlayStation used it when they tried to port a game, a lot of them, the frame rate wouldn't be as good. It was this whole cell architecture. It was the whole issues with memory. There yeah, was, well, that was the issue was that their their architecture was exactly and incredibly hard to develop for yeah and so when you saw a game made from the ground up for ps3 it was great but when the game was parted the xbox you know 360 version was always the superior version right and i think what happened with i mean with the next gen it's like the complete reverse happened xbox got everything wrong they added the connect they charged more money for that even though people didn't want the connect they gave no option that you had to buy it with it they made a mess with the design of the console it doesn't look very interesting the first version and it was you couldn't even stand it up there's all these little things and then sony just nailed everything you know they just hit every single beat like they did a perfect launch perfect games everything was was great they they were way ahead and i think microsoft realized very early oh we've 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 massively made a mess of this (laughs) and since then i think xbox has just done an incredible job they've done everything they possibly can since that point to turn things around i think they've always known okay this gen's probably lost but let's get everything else we can, you know, set up yep. as much as we possibly can. Let's do backwards compatibility. Let's improve the console and make it so the power supplies in it and it looks small and sleek. Let's have the most powerful console because we didn't have that. Let's organize everything so we've got everything all set up, Game Pass, everything. And then now we're seeing, I mean, we've seen Microsoft just change to, they have this newfound focus 
on games and a newfound focus on organizing the, their own studios and having content and i think it's all going to be safe for next gen now i think it's too late but they're all they're going to focus and have exclusive games just for xbox and they're going to have them straight into game pass at the beginning i think it's going to be very a very appetizing offer for gamers they're going to see okay there's all these games i could start i could buy the console that's going to be the same but then i could get game pass and i get there's all of these Xbox exclusives that I'm going to get just with this subscription. And they're so far ahead of what where Sony's like, oh, that's a good idea. And you can see them kind of like, oh, this is not good. Yes. And I think you see that with PlayStation now. They're trying to think, okay, we can, let's cut the price of this and make it more competitive with what Xbox is doing. But then they don't give you the option to download all of the games. It's only some of them. So there's so many. I think Xbox is so well set up that I think they could definitely do very well. I just worry that the mindshare is so with Sony right now that Xbox definitely has an uphill battle. And I wonder whether gamers are going to be... Because everything's gone more digital, you build that library and you have everything kind of on that you're in that ecosystem and i think it's harder now for people to to pull people away and have them change to a different console than maybe it was the last generation and i just um, i think from for xbox microsoft just definitely has to just do everything they can i just i don't know if it's going to be enough well it's interesting because i think to to also further what you said about being behind with Game Pass, I I think that was a huge, a huge boon for Xbox and Microsoft, and the fact that they're also doing what they should with that and doing it well, where they're leveraging the fact that they have Windows and the fact that you can use a PC and play the games there too. I think that is a huge, like you use that to your advantage, and they're doing that very well. And that, like you said, that focus on games and focusing on, and this is what PlayStation 4 did, focusing on what the gamers want, you know, and I don't think they did that with the one to start off with the Connect, and they were really out of tune with what people were really looking for. Whereas the PlayStation 4 was just... Like you said, it was really in tuned with it. Mm -hmm. And so now they have definitely gotten the PlayStation 5 and Sony kind of off balance. And this is their chance. So now we'll get to see if they capitalize on it. Like you said, I I don't think it's it's a definite yet. There's no way that they have given the final blow where like it's definitely going to be xbox or not xbox but scarlet this generation is going to win 100 percent if that's even a thing but they definitely have uh sony and and their playstation 5 kind of scrambling you know they they definitely are winning with the streaming service and also the hardware right now because we don't really know much about the playstation 5 there's little tidbits here uh little leaks and and things that seem to be Oh, oh yeah, we have that too, you know, or, or, oh yeah, we're going to, we're going to do that for sure. Um, and it's the way it's reading to me is that it's very reactive and not proactive where the PlayStation four seemed very proactive to me. They learned their lessons from the three where the four, they said, here's a standard architecture. We've got tons of Ram in there so that developers can use as much as they want, that kind of thing. Um, 
the, I just, I think that this generation is really going to be defined and the part that excites me because I, don't, I really don't care about the hardware, honestly. The hardware is so plateaued, especially in, in PCs, that it's, it's not as exciting as it used to be. We're not getting, we talked about this before, Justin and I, we're not getting something that's like, oh my gosh, this new architecture is incredible. There's no way that the other company can do as No, it's not like that. It's just hardware is hardware. But what's going to make or break this generation and what's going to be very exciting is the streaming services. And I think that, Microsoft already has a really good play and has already positioned itself so well with that, more so than Stadia or more so than um, PlayStation Now. PlayStation Now, like you just mentioned, has a bunch of limitations to it. Yeah, mm-hmm. you can play it on your PC, but essentially you're streaming. The, the Game Pass side of the PC, you're actually installing the game locally and playing it. Um, or... Like you said, launch titles. Like I, I've been playing Gears Five with you guys on my PC. That's huge. Whereas the PlayStation Now, yeah, they dropped the price, but you don't get launch titles or not launch titles. You don't get titles at launch. Um, you get you have to wait for them to bring it to PlayStation Now later. You know, I don't think that they're gonna put The Last of Us Two on there when it right. comes out immediately. You're gonna probably have to wait, and that that kind of that kind of mentality shows that they're not yet ready for what I think the streaming services are going to look like or be when they come to fruition in this next generation. So yeah, and I think it's it's going to be fascinating and with the with uh, XCloud and with PlayStation Now. Those I wonder how well those streaming services are going to work. But so Sony, I think they released it. Well, they definitely released it on Android this week, where you can play uh, PS4 Remote Play yeah. on your, like your phone or whatever. That's pretty cool. And I think when XCloud launches, they're, they're doing test like a beta kind of thing on Android later this year. That's going to be very interesting. How well that works. Um, I don't think next gen, like you mentioned, is really going to be oh the graphics are so much better. I don't Correct. I think we definitely have a point where you're getting you're just getting limited returns. It's not the same. Like the 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 big gap from the like, you know, the PS2 Xbox genre, uh, genre generation that was a huge jump into HD. And then this generation's been pretty big, but it's definitely not as much. And then next gen you're going to see more 4K, but it's not I'm at a point where every yeah. game looks so good. Like, it really, like, even like GTA 5 that came out last gen and then was ported to this one had better textures and stuff. That looks incredible. Nothing's really looked, oh, it looks way better than that. Horizon looks great. Yeah. Gears of War looks great. But all games, all AAA games look great now. So I don't think, oh, I'm really excited about next-gen graphics, because I'm not, and I don't think they're going to be much that much better. But it's all these little, it's the services, it's the, you know, Game Pass, it's going to be streaming, it's going to be all these little things that they try and do to to get you into their ecosystem. It's going to be much more exciting for me. And then load times, hopefully with the SSD, um, we'll see. I don't know how they're going to do that, because... I'm very curious how they manage that because it could be ridiculously expensive, but I don't think they're going to go above 500. But lots of people think they're definitely going to be above 400. So 
over the next year, it's going to be amazing just to see. I Even though I'm not that excited for next gen, to be honest, I do find the companies talking about it and how they launch everything and how they try and get that message across to the consumer. I find that amazing to watch because no other industry is like that. You, you, you're launching something that's going to be around for five or six years. Yeah. And you can really make a mess of it as we've seen <laughs> with, you know, PlayStation and Xbox. Like I just yeah. wonder how that's going to, how that's going to go through in the future. It's going to be, it's going to be amazing to see. I wonder when they're going to do the like, big events and actually reveal everything who's going to go first with price who's going to go first yeah. with when they're going to actually launch like a date on it um yeah it's going to be great well yeah we're in the we're in the cold war mode mm-hmm. right now where okay the first pieces have been put in place and they know that they both have things to threaten each other with but nobody's actually like here it is yet and here's the price right. um so it's just it's you're right who's going to go first um, it's, it's interesting as well, because you just mentioned PlayStation released their, or Sony released their remote play. They actually didn't release it just now. They just sent out a bunch of emails to remind people that they have remote play because I think that they felt that pressure. I think that they felt like they needed to point out or get news out about quote new features like i've had remote play on my ipad and my phone i don't know for at least a few months now maybe longer and have used it i think i think the android app or something was released this week for like remote play from the p i don't think it was launched everywhere i think maybe the ios version was first but um okay yeah they're not yeah. doing a very good job of kind of communicating but they're start i think they're starting to get that because they've started to send out emails by the way did you know you could do this but it's weird because playstation now has been around for years and there's been like so little promotion of it it's bizarre it's like you've they spent 400 million or something on this gaikai company built this this whole thing this whole playstation now and then i don't know if you asked Anyone who's not as crazy about games as we are, do you know what PlayStation Now is? They'd be like, "What? What's PlayStation Now?" It's 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 really silly that they're not pushing that more. You see, Microsoft with with the uh, Game Pass, they can't shout it loud enough. It's it's on their website as soon as you as soon as you bring it up. Anything they advertise it on sites like IGN, it's everywhere. They want people to know about it, and then you start reading yeah. about it. You're like, "Man, this is a great deal." And I just, I think it's bizarre that Sony, I think you're right, they're much more reactive than proactive. And I think Microsoft's leading the way in terms of, they're very yep. confident now. And they're just kind of like, okay, we're, we're going to do our thing. And they, that's, that's awesome to see. And it's, the competition is just heating up and it's so cool to watch. Yeah. Well, and, and to your point about Game Pass, I would actually take it a step further. They did market it, but to the wrong people. And it's funny because thinking on it now is what I'm about to say. It's it's the flip flop again. So so Xbox is doing a great job of marketing their Game Pass to gamers. When PlayStation was marketing PS Now months ago or even a year ago, they were marketing as a entertainment service for TV and movies. And that's the people that know about it are the people that it was marketed to with movies and TV. And it's like, that's not, you, 
you learn the lesson, but then you unlearn the lesson. You know, the lesson was that you're a gaming company trying to pivot into right. a streaming service like Netflix. Yeah, there's a lot of money to be had there, but I don't know anybody that's going to drop Netflix and then go try PlayStation now. The name alone makes it seem like, okay, well, I, right. am I buying a gaming cert? What is, what is this? And it's, it's that's a, a huge name. hurdle to overcome. Yeah. yeah, it really is a bad name. I mean, if you look at Xbox Game Pass, it's like, okay, it's a pass for games and it's on <laughs> Xbox. Like, you put, like it's like you, you, you can understand well, it's someone who doesn't Well, it's 100% bought in, too. Like, here's all the release titles. You can save. All your saves are there. Like, no console required. Like, it's... it's yeah. It's a different mindset, a different take. It's it's all bought in, and they see they see where it's coming and going, and they say, okay. And this is just speculation on my part, but they're saying this is where it's going to go. This is where it's going to be. How do we get that in the hands of the players? How do we get that to the the homes to be played on? Because they know, and I think that everybody can see the writing on the wall except for maybe Sony who yeah. is taking their time. <laughs> I mean even Google's thrown with Stadia they've thrown their their hat in the ring which is incredible to me because I mean we were just talking a few months ago Justin and I about how infrastructure in the US is not really that ready for it. So it's it's pretty yeah, incredible. It really, it really and, is. and what's funny is like since that whole conversation we had I just realized that like Comcast keeps upping their uh speeds just randomly like i think now we were paying the same price for 75 last year down and now we're up to 200 down and it's the same price yeah that's so, crazy yeah i think yeah and i mean i mean we're lucky we're on the outside of oh you yeah know, outskirts of like a a huge city so we definitely can get pretty good internet but i just think stadia is just going to be so limited you need some way to be able to physically buy games still and i think i think i, I still oh, yeah, think stadia is the least appealing and i think what microsoft is doing i mean they're just throwing money at it they're like okay we're just going to buy a bunch of studios and then when they release a game you have the game and it's just i can't if I think about next gen, like I do think Sony's exclusives are really good. I don't think I mentioned this the other day. I don't think they're I think they're exaggerated how good they are. I don't think they're I think there's about five or six amazing exclusives, but I don't think there is as many that appeal to that many gamers, if that makes sense. I think you have like The Last of Us, you have Horizon, you have you know, you have a bunch of a bunch of games, but it's not I don't think they're that far ahead of Microsoft, as much as maybe some people do. Um but I do think I you know I'll end up buying both because I do love the Sony exclusive. That's the problem. <laughs> just to be just yeah. to say the complete opposite. You say that but then you want them. <laughs> I know. Uh, I just think okay, you've got God of War and you've got The Last of Us. Horizon um, is a big one for me. Horizon yeah. is really good. Uncharted's really good. But I don't think there are. I think people exaggerate how many. I mean, the Spider Man. Yes, yeah, Spider Man awesome. is great. But I, I think, I think people say, oh, they've got so many more games, and I don't, I don't think that's as true as people say. But that's just my opinion. I. Well, but Maybe those are two different not. statements. Like, they ha don't have so many more games, but don't they have more exclusives? Like, what are the Xbox ones? Halo and Gears. 
right? What? And th- yeah, and, for- and Forza. Oh yeah, I and, forget about Forza. Yeah. Those are the main. <laughs> those are the main three really big ones. But I mean, they do. They have other stuff. I mean, they have Fable. I'm sure they're going to bring that back next gen. That was a huge game. That I'm just in amazement how they managed that. They cancelled the game that they've been working on for years, and it was a game that no one was yeah. even asking for. <laughs> it was. It was just that was a kind of bizarre sure. mismanagement of a, of the IP. But I th- I do think they're making the right calls, and I I think it's gonna be it's gonna be great to to watch how how that goes, and I think Microsoft definitely are gonna do a heck of a lot better than they did at the launch of Xbox One. That's for sure. Well, but, and the thing is that the thing is that they are uniquely geared towards where the industry is going. You know they. Again, and I'm just going to stop saying it around and around. I'm sorry. But we're going to streaming. That's going to be the next gen fun. That's going to be the next cool cool thing. Like the graphics, you're right. The fidelity is going to get a little bit better, but it's not going to be like, oh, my gosh, this is a huge leap. The huge leap is the streaming service. And you, the Microsoft story is that they are uniquely geared towards that. I mean, they are building services for... Um, for servers. They're building services for PC. They're building services beyond just gaming services, so they have a huge infrastructure and software lead and application lead in that area where they can leverage all that. And Sony, like you just said, does not. I mean, they have experience in some of that, but not in the gaming side of things, it seems like, and it seems very separated in that way. Like, they bought that company, like you said, to do the streaming services and stuff, but that's that's not the same thing as doing it for years like Microsoft <laughs> has been doing um, with server software and Azure and all that stuff. They, they're building their own cloud services left and right, and they just can leverage what they already have. So they're first a PC company, and second, a gaming company. So it's it's a different different leverage situation for them. Yeah, and you need you need. I mean, if you look back at the 360, Microsoft and Xbox were so focused on. Okay, they were so confident. We're gonna do Xbox Live. We believe that the future of gaming is online, and they just went with it. And it was incredible to watch. Sony was just like, whoa, they were not ready for this at all. They didn't have usernames. They didn't have anything no, right. in place. And and then Microsoft kind of sat back and then kind of tried some things with Connect and didn't really, like, they just kind of lost focus completely. And now you see them and they're like, okay, the future is Game Pass. We're going to improve. Xbox Live is going to be always good. It's always has been good. We're going to, and they just start adding all these different things. And I think they're just, they're really innovating in that space. And yeah. I think that's the thing that Sony isn't doing really. They're, there's nothing really that they're doing where it's like this massive leap forward. And I want Sony to do well. I, I mean, I, I still, I play more PlayStation than like probably any other console. I still am a huge fan. I just want them to, really just be a bit more confident and go with it and think about okay how what's the future of gaming going to look like and how are we going to do that rather than just kind of react like you said so yeah i'm i'm, I'm amazed that i'm i'm amazed that this releasing these little details about ps5 i still i still do think it's a little weird but yeah you do make a good point that they're trying to kind of oh yeah we're still in this and where this is what we're doing um I just, yeah, it's it's strange for them not to just be 
doing their own thing like Xbox is. But we'll see. Like early next year, I think they're going to do conferences, and then there's going to be so much to talk about. It's going to be it's going to be amazing. I can't I cannot wait till they do the reveal events. <laughs> I'm going to be stupidly excited to see what happens. Yeah. Um, even if one of them falls flat on the face, and I I just I just want to see what happens because it's just it's it's so cool to. It's always like the funnest part of the. Of the, the generation in a way is like the bit where they launch the yeah. product. Well, and as Justin and I talked about last episode, it there's like a renewed interest in quality games, and and I think it's because of probably the tools changing a little bit, where it's easier to get that uh, typical high fidelity graphics going without having as much effort. And it used to be you'd have hundreds of people working on a game and most of it went towards graphics. And then, yeah, they threw in some story and then you'd get 10 hours of gameplay and you just spent 60 bucks. I think that that's changing again. It's coming back around the other side where you now have more effort going into the story, more effort going into the acting, more effort going into the gameplay, the mechanics, because the the tools to build the graphics and the models, yeah, it takes designers and it takes um, artists, but it it's not like you're building an entire engine from scratch and having to redo everything every time. Um, so I, I don't know. It will, I, I totally agree with you. It's going to be a, a blast to see how this pans out, you know, the back and forth between them, which games come out where and what they look like and how they perform and this renewed focus on games for gamers. It's going to be a lot of fun. It already is. I'm I'm so excited about all the games that are coming. um, And I haven't been that way for a while. So yeah, here we are. Yeah. I, 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 going back to just briefly for that, the PlayStation Now Game Pass yeah. like kind of comparison. It to me, if I was Sony, I mean, make one give it a different name, but you can't just say, okay, some of these you can stream. No, that's some exactly of these you can right. Download. You need like a different. You need to differentiate. What's okay? What can I do with this? And I think with Xbox Game Pass, okay, you can, you download all of those. And then there's going to be xCloud. Okay, these are the ones that you can stream. And I would imagine next gen, they're probably going to say, okay, all of the stuff on Xbox Game Pass, you can stream on xCloud. So, okay, you, you get these different terms in your head. You get the terminology. You start to understand, okay, these are the services. I think Sony's is very muddled at the moment. It it's is. Like PlayStation, it's just not clear to a consumer. No. PlayStation now, it doesn't explain what it is. I think they rebrand it, and I think they should have, a okay, what can you do? Can you stream all of them? Can you download? No, you've got to tell the customer, because they don't know. Most people are reading IGN, Kotaku, all of these sites every day, like I am. Like, that's not realistic. So you have to tell them, and they're just not telling the end user well enough at all at the moment. And I don't think people realize, like, I... Sony have obviously done amazing this gen, but I think at the moment, I think... Personally, oh, for sure. they're yeah. stumbling big time on some things. And I just, I, they just, they're not, even their, I mean, these state of plays, they've been pretty poor apart from the one with The Last of Us in, because obviously The Last of Us looks amazing. So you could, you know, you can't yeah. lose. But they need to get those much more like a Nintendo Direct. Nintendo Directs are so good now. They have it down. They have it completely 
down. <laughs> they know exactly how to structure it. They know they get the little few jokes in there. They have games that are coming out now and in the future for the next few months. They give you a sneak peek at all of them. They have that such... It's crazy because I think Nintendo does so many stupid things, but the Nintendo Directs are so well structured now. And if Sony is going to copy off them, they have to do it as, at least as good or close, but they seem very far behind from what I've seen. Yeah, yeah, it will be interesting to see how they, if they come back from it, how they come back from it, what they choose to do. Yeah, it will be interesting. It's going to be fun. It is. It is. I'm. Uh, I can't wait for it. I can't wait to just see next gen. I'm not even excited about the games. I just want to see the press conferences <laughs> and how they're going to launch it. That's 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 the bit I like the most. Well, I, but, it's funny. Yeah. I I have never cared less for the actual hardware like i i just i feel as though every generation that's come since the ps3 and 360 that was definitely the start of it for me but each generation after like the playstation 4 and the xbox one i was like okay well i don't really care what's in there it doesn't play the game cool and i this time around i definitely feel even more so (laughs) uninterested i just it's like okay it's the box cool you know, it's not going to be, like you said, it's not going to transport you instantly into like a hollow deck where like now you're in the game. It's, it's, there's no giant leap. There's no, it's more hardware to push better fidelity through a, t- a more fidelity TV, not really to change the way the game plays or looks or it's, it's more of the same essentially. And so I'm not, I don't care about the hardware. I really, it sounds terrible to say, and I yeah. have a gaming podcast or something, but like, it's, it's, I don't care. I, I they're, they're both going to have a ton of Ram. They're both going to have a typical architecture. <laughs> it's, that's not where the store is going to be. And I'm very excited to see these exclusives, how they come out, what they're going to be like, uh, even seeing the fact that EA, a, uh, a typically horrible company as everybody has decidedly, you know, said about them they they are even coming out with a Star Wars game that's mostly single player if not all single player and focusing no. on a story yeah. and focusing no. that's like incredible that's it's we're in a different time and a different generation already and it's not even none of it's here it's just coming mm-hmm. <laughs> so i can't wait to see what happens yeah and i think that they did like a last gen they did such a weird thing with trying to make every single game have a multiplayer mode even yes. if the multiplayer mode one was terrible or on two was completely unnecessary for the type of game it was i remember for tomb raider they threw one in there for bioshock yes. through bioshock 2 they threw one in there and it's like i think these companies are starting to realize yeah we re- we don't really need to do this one no one's playing these multiplayer modes that no one asked for in the first place and two like they they just don't they just don't need them. Like, if you make a quality single-player game, people will play it. And I think for The Last of Us, they're not they're not launching with a multiplayer game. They said in the future, we're pro- basically we're going to launch a multiplayer part of it or as, as a separate game. And I think people are like, okay, that's fine. Just make make the great game, and then we'll see about yeah. a multiplayer thing later. And that's totally the way you should be doing it. You should focus on on your strengths and then worry about the rest of it as like a side project that's totally what gamers want 
and I think it's I think it's awesome. If you even if people want to play multiplayer, there's so many multiplayer well, focus games now. Yeah, I was you just going to say that like one, a, a jack of all trades. Yeah, like the the games, the multiplayer games elsewhere are doing it better, and they you can't you can't compete against the the titan that is Fortnite. You know, you can't compete against the PUBGs like it's right. or even the Apexes. Like that's there's no way that your the the half the team that's going to be dedicated to making the multiplayer part of the last of us that's not that's not going to compete on the same level as Fortnite. I'm sorry, it's just not going to happen. And so yeah, I I think that's part of it too. I I laid last episode most of that down at the feet of the indies really pushing forward with like look, we can have people buy our games just because there's a good story or great mechanics and it's single player um or you know, local multiplayer. But I also now realize as we're talking through it, like that's also because of all of the arena games or, you know, you've got the League of Legends, you've got all of that stuff is better multiplayer because that's the focus of those games. You, If you take your game design and you focus it on something and you really give it that, I don't have a better word, focus, <laughs> it, that's that's really where your game will shine. Like you, you are designing the game to be something specific you're designing it with a goal in mind with a vision in mind and i think we lost some of that like you said you know titanfall was really the peak of it 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 was well we're going to give you mostly what you want and a little bit of what you don't want and it's just going to be everything all at the same time it's like okay that's not can you just give me one or the other and you know i don't know anyway yeah and you you you're competing against games that are literally yes free and you can yes. just play them and uh, and then you can buy skins or whatever you want to buy if you want to buy that or you can play nothing pay nothing so you're up against it's a very different landscape than like a few years ago and free these, and with a company behind it that dedicates their entire time to continually updating and adding content right exactly so it's like it doesn't make sense anymore yeah anyway yeah I'm excited about it. <laughs> anyway, uh, I guess I'm excited about. Oh, it's so annoying that the games yeah, are coming out with so it's many. Such good a terrible, games. terrible oh, problem. It's the you know, worst. it's so bad. There can't be any other problem in the world more important than this. What 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 deals have you got, Josh? What deals have you got for me? I don't have any. I actually haven't really. We're in that mode where every week there's so many that I'm just overwhelmed. I'm like, ah, I'm not even going <laughs> to. I can't even collect all of them right now. I keep getting tons of emails every day for it, and I'm just deleting them at this point. And like, I can't even, I can't even engage. So, you know what? Just go to Cheap Shark if you're looking for play uh, PC games that are cheap. Uh, go to Steam. They always do a great job of featuring the hum- their the, uh, the humble the humble bundle humble bundles pc is yeah. really good there's some good that's got uh, on sale games call of duty spyro and crash yeah there's some good on sale games yeah. on humble bundle just their like service mm-hmm. um yeah i don't just go look around and go look around whatever do what you like <laughs> go find your own stuff <laughs> yeah stop relying on us jerk yeah gosh all of you <laughs> Stop it. Well, um, I think you know how we usually end this, right? It's funny yeah, because I mean, like, I have a whole document here of stuff that we... I'm like, oh, you know, I'll write all these topics down because that's what Justin does. 
And uh, I don't next week. I don't think we even talked week. about any. Of, well, okay, we talked about the PlayStation Five, sorta. So that's I guess that's good. That's true. And yeah, we can uh, you know fire up this list next week. <laughs> Why know. is it so weird to you? I mean, that's. It's just dynamic. It sounds dynamic to me, you know? It's, I, just, I don't know, it's habit at this I've point. I've never met someone who uses fire up as often as you, and it makes me laugh. Okay, well, That's I never noticed it, and now I'm completely self-conscious about it, so I will stop <laughs> saying it. <laughs> that, that was my aim all along. I know, I know. <laughs> all right, well. But I'm, uh, yeah, I'm done talking to you. There you go. I'm done talking to you, too. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha.